Things happen to people differently and it's okay, it's okay. Hashtag facts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sharing our stories, our experiences. We are able to air our views. Mm-hmm. And we are not uh, editing anything. We really want to speak to, to, the girl. to the girls. Hello listeners. Welcome to Chini Ambuyu. Our conversation today is about sexual productive health and rights. I'm joined with beautiful ladies. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, we're going to discuss about how familiar are we with our bodily autonomy rights and what are some of the SRHR services available for girls and young women within your community and how accessible are they? When we talk about rights and our bodies, I feel like um, there's not a lot of information out here about how we're supposed to own up to our bodies. And um, the right that I know is this is my body and I have a right to do with it whatever it, it is that I feel will add value to me and to my life. But the challenge comes in when it comes to what I put on as a young woman, uh, how I dress, I can say how I choose to put um, body piercing. Like um, I can talk about my ears, my nose. Of late, we've gone to an extent of even having dreadlocks on our heads. So I feel like uh, with rights, the body is mine, but society determines most of the time how I view it, with what, uh, how I view my body. And uh, concerning the services that we get uh, from the SRA services we access in our communities, those two are, what name can I give them? They are, same, they are accessible at a fee, number one. And then number two, young girls access those services without information. And the best example of a service that young girls are accessing without information is the P2P. So many college girls, college and university girls, and even the young ones who are sexually active, are busy, I can say, scooping the pill into their mouths and into their bodies without understanding the repercussions of it. Okay, personally, for me, I know my rights, like uh, my body part rights, eh? And uh, that, this is one of the reasons, by the way, if you like, I have friends who maybe in many ways have, you know, they have like their own style or rather their own way of uh, taking care of their bodies. But for me, just because I know the rules that guides my body, like what I want for myself, I think I've been in a position to protect my body so well. Yeah, so I can say when it comes to autonomy rights, I'm well vastly with it. Like my body is well protected. And then uh, when it comes to sexual reproductive health uh, services in my community, yes, the services are there because of the government like trying to make uh, to give uh, the health uh, sector like to put it in uh, among the big four agenda. So, yes, the sexual reproductive health services are available in the community and women are using them. But again, there is this uh, lack of information. 
So like uh, I feel like uh, so many girls still do not know like uh, when I'm supposed to use these uh, kind of uh, let's say family planning tools like and young girls now are using them like carelessly you get that they are now affecting them others they use them thinking that uh, now it will protect them from early pregnancies but it turns out like the other way so yes they are there but lack of awareness awareness has not been done for those uh, women and girls in the community uh I'll go next I've been in these spaces of sexual productive health and rights I've been advocating for these services for contraception I'll say personally I understand about my body I know my rights I know what is good for me because I also been taken through training by medics they tell you the advantages the disadvantages of using this product but my worry is to those girls that have not been empowered yet they're just going for these services some of which uh I remember you know okay I won't go into details because I'm not a doctor but just a message you are told that this P2 this this is not a contraception P2 it's an emergency pill you know you can't be having an emergency every day that should be used as an emergency pill but not a um, a method of contraception actually because it has some effects on your womb so i think we have a long way to go yes the services are accessible but again do this even service provider tell these girls this medicine is okay this kind of contraception is for this and this the effect is this and this so that people don't just take them because these are drugs for maybe protecting yourself against pregnancy that's my cup of tea yeah and i concur with all of you uh for me as a retrial i understand it simply as your right to govern yourself when it comes to the choice of whether you have children or you don't have children and how you access uh, the health facilities in determining this factor so aside from the fact that people are aware of the impacts or the impact or how this uh, contraceptives works work or not there's already an existing stigma against women who uh, take up the space and go to hospitals or health facilities to access these contraceptives people or societies does does not uh, embrace such women you are viewed as someone who is uh, sexually immoral if you go ahead to look for means of protecting yourself when you are in a sexual relation so for me first i believe there's a stigma that's why most girls in my community are not coming forward to access these health services even when they are made available to them so on top of that i feel there's a, a big problem with the use of pitus to add on just to echo on what you guys are saying there was a time we were given a study that uh one p2 equals to six pills of a certain type the periodical pills that people take the hormonal pills so you are taking something that works or uh, performs an act that would have been performed by a uh, six weeks of taking maybe a normal a normal hormonal pill wow so at the end of it all you're disrupting your hormonal uh, balances in the body and instead of uh, just 
or rather you you are looking at the immediate effect and protecting yourself from that immediate effect but you are not looking at the long term effect or the spillover effect of using this pill so i believe there should be more championing and education in areas or spaces where people are sexually active so that people can get other means of protecting themselves other than using the a pills personally i feel that i know my rights because i know what to do with my body So because I have that power of doing whatever I want with my body I feel good. And about the contraceptives I'll talk about the P2 also. Most of us girls tend to misuse the P2. P2 is not a fam- it's not really a method of contraception. It is just a an emergency pill. Yeah, it is just an emergency pill. So and as my colleague said, we we don't only, always encounter the emergency. So I feel that as girls also we have to take the initiative and protect ourselves. There's the use of condom. Why don't you use the condoms? As they say, cover your tongue. But do you do you even care about your body? Like the STIs, the HIV out there. Nisa utakuwa ume umejaribu kutopata mimba lakini yale magonjwa je umejifikiria cause size in our community right now most of us guys are afraid of getting pregnant than getting the HIV or the STIs so as i feel that as girls we need to take the initiative na pia sisi wenyewe tusingoje tuambiwe kila wakati we mwenyewe kama msichana ajijue kama nikutumia CD we tumia CD but tujue pia it's not good Yeah, beautiful. What a powerful conversation, girls. I'm glad from everyone's point of view. Aha, uh-huh. so now I want us to discuss about what are some of the challenges girls and young women face while trying to access these services and what do you think should be done for girls to have easier access to these services? Okay, some of the challenges that uh, girls uh, and women in the community go through when uh, trying to access uh, these services is uh, about the I can say in some health facilities the cost imposed on these uh, services. As much as the, the national government is trying so hard to ensure that uh, these services are maybe accessed at uh, a free cost or uh, at an affordable cost we have those individuals who are still like uh, wants to make or rather benefit themselves from these services so you find that uh, a woman maybe or a girl will tell you that uh, i don't have money to go and buy those things and again one of the challenges is about a uh, lack of information I think so many women in the community and uh, so many girls in the community they still do not know like uh, or rather they still don't understand the importance of using these uh, sexual reproductive uh, health services. So uh yeah those are some of the challenges like lack of information and uh, how to access them and even some facilities by the way um I'm not so sure if every community in especially in Kenya like uh, the these services are being given and also the culture we have some culture which uh, still hinders women to like uh, access or rather use those uh, services so women will tell you that no me I can't like uh, go for like family planning or use uh, this and this because of my culture so maybe the religion or just cultural beliefs is there is still a problem 
So what needs to be done? Uh, personally, I feel like um, we need to like uh, people like uh, organizations. The government needs to come together and uh, just help these uh, young women uh, and girls in the community to understand like uh, by just giving them information about the services, their importance, and also create awareness to the communities so that uh, we can break that cultural uh, that cultural belief. Yep. That's very true. Maybe to echo further on the cost, your point on costs, when we look at even the price of accessing a specialist in that uh, area, to see a gyno or to pay for the services of a gyno is expensive and an average girl cannot do that. So to some point, I can understand why some girls would go for cheaper methods without the knowledge because it's very hard for an employed girl to go to a gyno and get diagnosed with the right method of contraceptives for her body. So I think yeah, something has to be done from the government level or even the civil society can step in to provide means or cheaper ways people or girls who are sexually active can access these services. Uh-huh. Uh, my point uh, will be we still have a long way to go, especially as a, I don't know it's the work of the county government or maybe the Ministry of Health. We have this service provider at the hospital. Majority of them, believe me, are older women. You're a young lady, you know we need this safe space. You need, a, I'll say, a friendly, a friendly service provider, someone who you can sit with. They talk to you as just young people, you know, because these old women, even you are scared even to go for the service. Maybe you are scared to be judged. You know, maybe you've not had a child. And you want to use as contraceptive, which is not wrong, because, you know, contraception, it's just you preparing yourself at the right time to have a baby. That's why people are advised to use contraception. And because these older women love judging so much, you can go to the hospital, they start talking about you instead of them helping you. So I think even the government should do something about that at least. We have young service provider on the side of the contraception for young women. Okay, to add on what you are saying, uh, I've seen the government, I've heard you talking about the government uh, providing, like service providers uh, maybe being, yeah. not being, being friendly to these young girls. Uh, I think the national government has tried. Actually, they have taken a step of uh, ensuring that uh, in public services, or rather in public uh, facilities, eh, health facilities, we have uh, uh, like uh, specific or rather special places where the young girls can access these uh, sexually reproductive health uh, services. So uh, I think the government is taking a step of ensuring that the, these young girls uh, goes and okay, and the service providers who are there in the special uh, clinics, eh, okay. they are like uh, they're also young. So they're trying to create that uh, to end that stigma of young girls not going in the hospital because of the young, the older service providers who maybe judge them so quickly. So again, I think uh, they've taken a step, though they still have like a, we still have a long way to go. The way you've said, and um, if they can enhance that uh, special services in uh, all communities in Kenya where these young ladies can go freely without any fear, I think uh, we'll make a, a step ahead. Uh, for me, with, when it comes to access, I would echo what 
she said about uh, the gyna because the gyna is a vital element or tool in our young girls knowing what they need but to bring another perspective the only thing i would say can a mother start a conversation with the daughter true, true. thank you ah very nice that was robust i can say on the issue of you know these services are very expensive especially to acquire a gynecologist these services i've never had this i mean a free service for that we always have free contraception maybe once in a while the county government does that in a county hospital you go there for free services but when it comes to gynecologists you just have to find your own money and find these services which i don't know when will that happen in this kenya maybe we pray about it and maybe we'll get these services uh that's the end of our podcast today hope to see you next time ciao ciao please listen to the conversation give your contributions The views that have been shared here are expressly our own views and they do not reflect the views of Akili Dada or any other affiliate organizations.